stories here to tell. Feed the fire, merry meat, dare to more than dabble. All are welcome at our hearth for a little bonfire babble. Bonfire babble. Welcome to the bonfire. Exploring magic with two modern witches. I'm Corey. And I'm Detta. And you're going to have a tiny, teeny burp on the end of that sound check. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> but we aren't going to have cats in this episode. Sorry, everyone. Or not sorry. And hopefully now Cody will be calm. Oh, on her last leg there at the end. It is the 26th of March. It is the 26th of March. It is indeed. I actually have a little bit of chatter. I love that. It's just gone right out of my head. Oh, no. I watched it leave you. I watched it drift away. Thank you. I didn't catch it. I'm sure it was really interesting and captivating everyone. I just watched this weekend the movie Aliens for the first time. What? So last year I saw Alien. Okay. And now I've seen Aliens, and we've started a tradition with my brother that I'm going to go up there every once in a while and watch the next one and the next one and the next one. It was so good. Bill Paxton, Sigourney Mm. Weaver. It's just, it's just so good. And I was watching it, and I was like, I know that guy. Hey, I know that Mm -hmm. guy. Hey, I know that guy. And it was just so good. And it was so refreshing to have a character who actually listens to Ripley and like backs them up and validates what they say because in the first one she did not have that right isn't bill paxton though the asshole that's hudson and he's not like an asshole he's just got impulse control problems he's the one that's like game hicks is the one that is like super duper supportive and is like no ripley's right and you're dumb to the guy who's from mad about you he plays the real asshole guy paul riser yeah paul riser yeah he's the one that plays like the real dick and he gets his, and that's fine. Yeah. Spoilers. I thought For a it movie was... made in 1986. <laughs> so there are no such thing as spoilers at this point. There are too many memes. Yeah. I thought it was Bill Paxson, but maybe it was a different film where when he gets killed, the whole audience screamed when, and yelled. Yeah. yeah. And his parents were sitting next to him watching the film at the premiere, and they joined him. <laughs> I mean, he's a good actor. He was a very good actor. And... He, they made you like him a little in this one. Mm. So you were kind of sad when it all went down. But it's, you know, it was real good. It was so good. It was a very different movie than Alien. But it it was so good. We watched the extended edition because it has like really important contextual building Mm. scenes in it. It does. So we watched that and that was really, really fun. And that's been my weekend. I really wanted the third one with Winona Ryder to be better than it was. I mean, don't we all? It should have been, and it I didn't know she was in it. Wasn't. <laughs> yeah, it was the rebirth. They bring Sigourney's character back. They bring Ripley back, a, you know, years and years in the future. They bring her DNA back, and they recreate her. It's awful. Well, <laughs> Chris gave me a rundown on the chronology of mm-hmm. the Alien movies, the Alien v. Predator movies, and then the ones that came after the Alien v. Predator movies. And as a person who's only seen the first Predator movie, which was such a gay film, by the way, like the one with Arnold Schwarzenegger, it has the most homoerotic undertones of all time. And I say gay in a endearing way, like it's just very gay. Um, Gosh, I almost want to. It's wild. It's a wild flick. It's a lot. There's a lot. I loved it, and it made me want to watch all of them, no matter how bad they are. 
and made me want to watch the rest of the Predator movies, no matter how bad they probably are. Because I will also want to see Prey, that new movie that came out that's set in the Predator universe that mm-hmm. was apparently so good. But I'd like to have some context, you see. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That is not at all related to what we're talking about today. No. I just wanted to tell you all that I finally saw Aliens, and I loved it. Because it's just a woman and her cat, and then at the end, a woman and her cat and her kid. <laughs> and a potential friend, which yeah. is nice. Because Hicks is a good guy. Yeah. Yeah. Played by, shit, he was in Tombstone and a million other things. Oh, is he in, also in Terminator? The yes. very first Terminator? Yes. I love that dude. Yeah. Where did he go? Where is know. he now? I don't know. Michael something or Wait, other. He's Michael Bean. He is also in a movie that I'm obsessed with called The Seventh Seal. Not The Seventh Sign, everybody. I think I've talked about this before, Probably. actually. Demi Moore. Him and another dude you'd recognize where she again gives her life for her child. So it resets the apocalypse. And sure. Yeah. I was into all that religious I watched that and um, I watched the movie Stigmata about a hundred times. I was just, and that's the other movie I watched like a hundred times. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But uh, Michael Bean. Yes. Yeah. He's, I like him. He's really cool and good. Mm. And he's been in a lot of stuff recently, actually. Has he? he just looks really different. Oh, good. Because time. I mean, not that yeah. he looks really different, but that he's yeah. working. He's still I working. Like that. Yeah. Hey, what are we talking about today? We're talking about music. We are continuing our Elements of Ritual series. We are indeed. With Musica. Musica. I hear Musica and I just think of that song, Oye La Musica, mm. which I had to sing in choir. And as an alto, it was one of the most awful songs ever to oh, sing. Kind of I like. I just sang the one note the whole time. Yeah. And I was like, sick. The world is alive with the sound of music. Oh, Alto! Hark how the bells, sweet silver bells. Kill me. Scott Warner wrote a great song called The Alto's the Lament. The Alto's Lament. It's beautiful. Very everybody. good. <laughs> it's very good. But we're talking about music today. We are. And how to incorporate it in your rituals and your magic. Yeah. Detta's got heckin' research for us today. So maybe we should head to the library? I do a little bit. And I, I'm going to quote. I'm going to do a choreism, everybody, oh even though she doesn't remember it's a choreism. Well, I know you all will. I got it elsewhere, so it's not oh, really okay. mine is all. I have a lot to say. I have a lot of feelings. Yeah. So let's, let's head out to the library. <laughs> all right. Attune.com, mindeasy.com, all that's interesting.com slash ley lines, www.attune.com.au, which means it's from Australia. Oh, and there's one I didn't write down. Something about better sleep, personal knowledge, and a lot of hands on experience. What about you? I just have me stuff. That's right. I don't have any library stuff today. I'm going to try to zip through the library so that we get to Corey's voice again very soon. Magical uses of music induce trances, build power, like through dancing, energy, singing, to put your heart in the right place, to bring your mood here, to set the mood, connection with other people where you might have shared emotional attachment to certain songs. And on that note, let's talk about just a tiny bit about the science of music. I could literally talk about this all day, so I'm going to try to, I narrowed down my scientific stuff that I wanted to talk about because there's just so much. Mm -hmm. And there are many books written on it, and I've read a lot of them. Yeah. 
Solfeggio frequencies. You all know them. You've all heard them. They're the things on YouTube when you go to try to find sleep music. It's at 857 hertz or 532 hertz or whatever those hertz White are. White noise, brown noise, pink noise. Mm-hmm. So way, 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 way back, the history of these ancient Egyptians adopted frequencies for healing and achieving altered states of consciousness. Now, they weren't called Sofregio at that time, but you can find proof in ancient Sanskrit and medieval Gregorian chants. These frequencies, the Sofregio, was developed by this 11th century Italian Benedict monk and Guido of Arzo. Hopefully I said that correctly. And he was looking for a way to teach melodies and harmonies to monastic choirs. And one of the methods was this mnemonic tool called Guidonian hand, finding a way to express the musical scale. He created staff notations to teach them ut, re, mi, fa, so, la. And oot eventually became do, and it started as a six scale with the C, D, E, F, G, A, and then grew to the eight. I don't know the history of that. Probably some musical theater person or music theory person knows that. And it evolved into the scale we know today. And there's a lot of evidence about healing and You can go to the National Library of Medicine. They're one of the most reputable places that have done these experiments and these studies, but been doing them and you, there's just a lot of evidence that it works and it works to change the way that your brain thinks. And it's also used for healing, which I'll talk a lot more about out at the bonfire And then the last thing I have for the library (laughs) is, did you know that nature's music can destroy and interfere with machines? I'm not surprised. There are actual, I thought at first, I was like, no. I mean, like, yeah, it causes interference. No, they have actually hooked machines up to musical frequencies, just like that mushroom experiment (laughs) that we see. And... And you watch them break and they can't fix them. And it comes from nature. So, for example, when a machine is drilling someplace and a frequency is admitted, it breaks the equipment that is doing the drilling. Interesting. <laughs> I love that. Is that magic? Yeah. Yeah. That would be the elements in the elementals. So that one, if you want to read more about that, is Resonance, The Hidden Threat. The article originates in the Czech Republic, and you can find other experiments to support that as well. And I'll link that article. If you search any sound healing based, you find a ton of studies and people saying there's compelling research to prove nobody will commit to it. Because why? Because they'd probably get sued by the pharmaceutical company. It absolutely heals. Again, we're not a doctor. Please check with your primary care physician. Do not stop medication because you heard this. But there are certain frequencies that relieve physical and mental pain. Like cats purring on you. Like what? Cats purring on you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's been known to decrease pain. Oh, yeah. Music is also good for folks who are experiencing dementia and Alzheimer's for helping kickstart memories. (sighs) The... 
the Alzheimer's research is intense when it comes to music. Mm -hmm. Intense. Yeah. Yeah. I also, I want to talk about scales for just one quick second. Mm -hmm, Please. Bear in mind, different regions of the world have different scales. Mm -hmm. So they are going to be used differently and to perhaps similar but different effect because of the way that those particular vibrations interact with each other. So like in China, for example, they use a different musical scale for their traditional. They're all the same notes. Everybody's got the same notes. Don't worry about that. But it's, it's organized in a way that is different to Western scales. I just think that's interesting. I don't have like a point. I just think that's neat. Well, I think it's also interesting, too, because it's so mathematical. Oh, yeah. yeah. Music is great because it's magic and science and math. Yes. And I actually wrote those three things. <laughs> like all at once. Yeah, it's magic and science yes. and math. Yeah, I literally have that because it's all those things. That prefaced this next thing I was going to say, which is music has secret codes. It's the musical language of math and logic, and yet it speaks to us on an emotional level. Mm-hmm. And I was like thinking today, why do I love it so much? And that's what I wrote down. It's just amazing. Every time I think about music unlocking the secrets of the universe, because I believe that and math will absolutely do that someday for us or has for some people already. Or maybe we will unlock it and then we'll understand the math and the music. I think of Contact, the film. Oh. Yeah. And just what she says about, I wish I was a poet. Yeah. I should have been a poet. I just, I, I love that moment. The last thing I have. That movie's so good. I love it so what much. What interests me is that there's over two and a half hours of it. It's like, okay, chill out. I absolutely believe that music has secret codes. The very last thing I have for the library, and then we can move out to the bonfire, is backmasking. <laughs> and if you've grown up a Christian, you know what it is. Or if you're a rock star who's been attacked, you know what it is. Live through a satanic panic. You know what it is. It is supposedly where rock stars have put in lyrics that when you listen to them backwards, they have satanic meaning to them and they lead you to the devil, which is one of the reasons rock music is so bad. I literally spent an entire weekend listening. I think I've talked about this too on the podcast, which is when I went, eh, I, I'm not this type of Christian anymore and I'm not going to this church anymore because they were like all the music that I love. They were like, we can't listen to it anymore because it's evil and it will, it will harm you and you will go to hell. Stairway to Heaven was one of them. Oh, and it was just like... That's about Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Stairway to Heaven? Yeah. No? <laughs> there you go. Okay. Chill out, Christianity. Oh, my goodness. It was the, it's not the good Christianity. It's the other one. But there is one wonderful human being who did indeed... I'm sure there's more than one. But did indeed put backward lyrics in his music. And that would be my man, Prince. <laughs> He is the prince of all princes, and in Darling Nikki, the most sexual song I had ever heard in my life, and probably still to this day, one of the most sexual songs I've ever heard. At the end, there is, if you play the record backwards, and I did when I had it, (laughs) and this is what it says, how are you? Fine, fine, because I know the Lord is coming soon, coming, coming soon. And that line is said to reflect his fascination with the apocalypse, which you can also see in Purple Rain and 1999. So, yes, at one of the ends of the most sexual songs ever, he talks about God, you know, the the rapture. 
And I just, I love him so much. I think that's fun. He was a seeker. I, okay. I just love Prince. I think his stuff yeah. is wild. I don't know as much of it as I should, but I, I oh. love his music. He was prolific. I, I've heard other bands have put like jokes oh, backwards yeah. in their music yeah. because they were poking fun at the satanic panic. Mm-hmm. It's a It's a trope used for movies yeah it's a trope it's a it's like razor blades and candy it's not real it's a urban legend (laughs) it's so sad it's like people being like they're gonna give your kids edibles on halloween no we're not they're so expensive my god (laughs) are you kidding me (laughs) i'm not gonna give your stupid 12 year old my fucking candies no anyway yeah. yeah. And that's it, everybody. That's all I really have for the library. Just some interesting fun facts. Cool. Yeah. A little bit of science. There's so, the thing is, that, like you said, though, there's so <sighs> much science. So much. And the thing is, too, is that, like, the stuff that is, I'm going to call them softer mm-hmm. sciences. Not pseudo. They're harder to test. Mm-hmm. And they're harder to prove, and they don't make a lot of money. So people aren't yeah. throwing money at the studies. Magic is so hard to prove because it works so differently for everybody. Yeah. And because it can't be standardized, it can't. Yeah. And God, isn't that amazing? Yeah. I love that. I don't want it to be standardized. Yeah. And it's why science changes so much because. Really and truly, we are still, as a human species, discovering the mysteries. Yeah. And one of the ways that we discover mysteries is through witchcraft. It's only March, and already there have been so many archaeological discoveries that completely throw away our timeline of what the human timeline is. Yeah. And that's wild. Yeah. That's wild to me. I love it. I'm so happy. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. It's interesting. Yeah. It's exciting. And it's it's fun watching the people who are like gripping tight and holding on and being like, no. And the other people who are like, wow, fascinating. Let's rethink what we know, which mm-hmm. is what science is supposed to do. Science yeah. is supposed to change. <laughs> yeah. Based on our understanding of the world. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I will say one more thing very quickly, political, before we move on to the bonfire. Okay, I'm, so I'm holding just gonna you put too it, quickly. Yes, it will be very quickly. We both can. We... If you haven't already, please write to your Congress people, the ones who have stocks and bonds, stocks and whatever it is, stocks, it's stocks, right? Probably not bonds in Facebook, in, in Meta, Instagram and other uh, Snapchat and all the other American owned social media services Mm -hmm. because they're the ones putting forth the bill to get rid of TikTok. Yeah. And it's just a bunch of bullshit. Write to your senators and everybody like that. TikTok being banned or hoping Congress hoping to be banning TikTok is basically because they don't want the spread of news and information. That is it. That's it. And That's all. it opens if this bill passes, it opens Huge. basically everything's on the board. Yeah. They can start censoring fucking everything. Yeah. And with the Supreme Court that we have, it'll go south. Yeah. Okay. We I'm, are slip sliding our way yep. to a totalian evangelical Christian theocracy, baby. With so few of those people actually there and also, in my opinion, mm-hmm. people using that because they want the money, they don't actually they believe don't give it. A shit, yeah. No. Okay, done, <sighs> done now. Let's talk music. Let's go to the library. No. No. Let's oh, go to the bonfire. Let's go to the bonfire. I'm sorry. <laughs> We're already in the library. Unless you want to go to a different room in the library. 
And as we went to the bonfire, my heat kicked on. So that's what you're, I'm not going to complain right now. Your heat. little house bonfire trying to keep yeah. you warm? Yeah, usually I roll my eyes. Like I said, I have a ton of feelings about this, but I've just talked a lot, so why don't you go first? Because I, I know we have things we want to talk back and forth with. About. Once upon a time, I heard a thing about how at its very, very smallest, everything is vibrations. Mm-hmm tightly packed differently packed but it's all vibrations and so that has stuck with me and is a thing that i believe and i believe that music is one of the most direct ways to interface with the other vibrations around you as well as vibrations in your own body for me anyway that is why i am particularly fond of making my own noise Mm. because yes especially for folks who perhaps are deaf or can't hear or have hearing loss, the vibrations is the part that impacts deepest. And I think about Dedo and I, Dedo talked to me about this before we started talking about vibration and other people like experiencing music differently. So Dedo mentioned, like Dedo mentioned at the beginning, like, folks who are deaf or of hearing loss experience music differently, but they do experience it. And that's because of the, largely because of the vibrations. Those vibrations are different depending on where they are placed pitch wise and where they are placed on around your body. Mm -hmm. So I am a vocalist. Detta is a vocalist. I've been a vocalist since I could speak pretty much. And all my voice lessons are fo- were focused on like resonance, vibration, where do you put the sound in your body? And that has carried into my magic practice, which is where Absolutely. Where does the sound need to happen in your body? Is it need to be in your head? Does it need to be in your belly? Does it need to be in your back, your heart, wherever? I encourage you all to look up like vocal exercises for pitch placement because it's going to help you get in touch with the incredible range of the instrument you have to to specifically and intentionally place pitch in your body. I've been posting some of those exercises from this great book called, I'll get the name of the book, I use it all the time. But uh, the vibrations are, for me anyway, like the lion's share of the magic. Mm-hmm. Like the way that it feels vibration wise around me which is why my like happy place when i'm driving is Mm -hmm. window down all the way Mm -hmm. music at a frankly unconscionable volume and because i like to feel the bass under my feet and under my seat and back of my head and i like to i like to feel it hit me and i think to different extents between people a human thing yeah like we feel the beat of drums or we hear the bop of like 50s you know pop music that makes you bob your head or we hear like the the really astringent aggressive like guitar in a metal song and like our body wants to move in certain ways what was it that guy i can't remember who it was said the difference between pop and rock is pop makes you bob your head up and down or side to side and rock makes you bob your head up and down i think that's simplified but like really indicative of the way that music can make the body move and one of the reasons that i like nathan's 
tarot stuff. Oh, because, so fun. Yeah. I, although I can't handle metal for too long. Boy, that thumping in the chest mm-hmm. that you get that first thing in the morning from yeah. his tarot pulls. I love them. Yeah. And to speak to that thump. Yeah. I want to talk about a character in a movie. Yeah, absolutely. That I love. So I love the movie Mad Max Fury Road. I watched it in theaters about a dozen and a half times. I saw it in black and white in the theaters. Like, I have a huge love. Charlize Theron. Charlize, thank you. The first one has Mel Gibson and it's from the 80s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So there's a character in this movie called the Doof Warrior. And he's called the Doof Warrior because the noise he makes when he plays his his music at the top of the the truck is doof. And you all know the feeling that I am s- describing when I just say the onomatopoetic word doof. Like you feel it in your body. And he is such, he's kind of like, if you don't know what you're looking for, can be made to be like a silly character, but he's a vitally important character because he's a future imagining and extension of the pipers, the trumpeters, the drumline in a war. And music, I don't agree with war, but music is used to unite people towards something. Yeah. And it's because music is a connector. Because music is vibrations. And at that kind, in that kind of setting, and with that kind of volume, it touches all of the vibrations in the space. And that is us as well. And I love that. And I think of the Doof Warrior when we we talk about music and magic because of, of its uniting quality. Like our politicians and how so many musicians came forward when Trump tried to use their music because they knew how powerful, know how powerful it is. And plus, I didn't want to be associated with him, but he was using it to promote hate. Yeah. And promote really because low he vibrations. Knew, yeah. He knew that that music would gather the energy together and bring that. It's why prayer in churches and music works. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's still magic. It's still energy. They're still putting it out there. Yeah. And I, said a very long time ago, I think one of the one of the only disadvantages, and I think we're starting to fix this as witches, is that we're not all congregated in the same place every single Sunday yeah. to send out our energy of stopping oppression yeah. and doing all the things we want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Protecting trans people. Jeez, yeah. So to your point, mm-hmm. the collective. Yeah. Something else about music, particularly when it's being vocalized, is it unites breathing. It does. And uniting breathing can be an incredible tool for good. It is also, and I want to say this because I know this, Mm -hmm. and I don't want anybody to think that I don't know this, because it is a bad thing. Oh, okay. It is a tool often used in cults, and I know this. So I want you to know that I know that, and that is not a thing that I encourage or ascribe to or think is okay. It is, it can be used as part in conjunction with other tools to, I don't want to say brainwash, but that's what cults do. And so know that like, just like magic, just like everything, Mm -hmm. it can be used by different people to very different ends. The universe does not discriminate. It is the people that use it in a way that 
can cause harm. So I like to think of collective and music mm-hmm. in a live concert setting. I love that. I get to go see Hozier in October. Oh my gosh, how much fun. And I, it's months away mm-hmm. and I can't fucking wait yeah because that's my church like going to concerts is the closest i feel like what people who are deep in it think they like mm-hmm. not think they people who are deep in it experience at church that is that is what i imagine it is like mm-hmm. parallel to i still wasn't well enough but i really it broke my heart to miss stevie nicks here in seattle but i'm it was ago. at the gorge and the tickets oh, were so expensive oh. i wanted to go also oh, yeah. and the tickets were like anyway as a collective, music is a uniter, mm-hmm. whether that to whatever end that is. And that's what I, I think makes it so powerful. For me, I use music in, I think, every single aspect of my practice. But when it comes to healing, I use music almost almost exclusively, not completely. I use candles and stuff as well to help focus. But when I sing or I feel the vibrations throughout my body and they're talking to my cells that make up my physical structure of my body and also of my brain, a lot of healing that I've been able to do this last year has been because of the music I've been singing to myself, the music I've been playing to myself. Same thing is true for bringing yourself down. So be careful with that because I, you can absolutely keep yourself in a depressive state if you pick the right music. Yes, the lyrics make a difference, but it's really the frequencies that are getting you. And sometimes you need to chill out and that music's okay. Or sometimes you need to process grief and that's okay. But if you stay there too long, again, if you unpack and move in and start to live there, it's not good. I consider music to be an air element Mm -hmm. as well. And it communicates with us itself. And remember back to the library oh so moments ago (laughs) where I was talking about how the nature, music's nature can destroy things. And the wind absolutely communicates with with us. It howls, it whistles, Mm. it moves things that make other noise. But also it itself it can like hit our chest with the same thing you were talking about with that thump thump mm-hmm. in our in and it just really gets us in that thumping base just activates your body and you can use that energy and those frequencies for magic a lot of the sofeggio notes or the hertzes that you can find let me give you a couple of them 174 285 396, 417, 432, which I use a lot, 428, 639, 741, which I also use a lot, and 852. 852 puts me to sleep, and unfortunately, that's what we were playing. I was playing right before we started the last episode. All of those have actually been, I can't say proven, but there's a lot of studies out there that show their effectiveness for doing this. I've become much more specific with my music in that since 2013, since Tammy had cancer, because I've started to create a knowledge base of how our bodies work beyond what we learn in school or even what I learned in massage school, mm-hmm. like going into some medical practices so that I can visualize, feel, or talk to those because I honestly believe that if we sing 
or we make noise, we hum, we ohm, whatever it is, and you're moving your cells with vibrations, not just actual physical movement, that you're changing the message of the cell. You are affecting its next action. With those notes, there are all these frequencies and patterns that interact not only with our bodies, but in the space around us. Like Corey was saying, it it goes everywhere. And I really believe that. And that includes our sacred spaces that we open, that we create a circle around we or a pyramid around or the threefold way, however you create that liminal space. And those frequencies can hit those other planes. And if you're not careful, when you go to other planes, you can absolutely, sometimes you have to feel it out when you get there, you can absolutely share some of your frequencies. That sometimes when we're on those planes, we can absolutely sing and use our own frequencies, but sometimes you can do some damage when you're traveling, mostly talking when you are traveling astrally or when you're lucid dreaming. Sometimes we go to those places to get something and other people go to those same places. If you are changing the shape of the place it won't necessarily heal you and it won't necessarily help you with your magic. If you're not doing healing magic, you'll change it in a way that it might come back to bite you. That frequency of sound can disrupt just like we were talking about with the machines. It's not always a healthy place for us. Yeah. That's also a place where I use the ley lines, which if you don't know what ley lines are, I could do a whole episode on it. Oh, wait, we're going to. Oh, we will. (laughs) But for right now, I will just say ley lines are said to crisscross the globe in straight lines, and they are imaginary. I like to call them invisible. They connect a ton of sacred sites, and and there are lots of pockets along the way where there are concentrated energy, and that energy can be harnessed. It is a pseudoscience, and... People will say that. Some people even call it primitive and made believe. A guy named Alfred wrote it down in 1920 and when he started doing archaeology and he found it. I felt it. I I was working with ley lines before I even knew what they were and before I called myself a witch because I was doing some healing with another woman who said, you need to go sing to the ley lines. The very first time I did it in the direction that she asked me, do it. She goes, go down, just stand there and sing towards the south or something right. like that. I would do that every single morning. It was amazing. You could feel it. You could feel the energy, whether it was ley lines or something sacred, like floating through the air. Those ley lines are what I often do distance healing with. But even if those ley lines don't exist, you put out those vibrations and they bounce or they hit things or they go through things. And if you are directing your magic towards a certain person, it is going to reach them. That vibration is going to reach them and heal them and, or possibly heal them. Like I said, I'm going to break up my conversation about this. So I'm not the only one talking. (laughs) I want to touch back on something that you said about Mm -hmm. like mood Mm -hmm. and vibe. Mm Mm-hmm. I think that music is broad. The definition of music is broad. Mm -hmm. And I think that certain things can be considered music, like wailing or shrying or keening. keening. And I have started 
as a grown-up who no longer gives a shit if I'm too much or if people think I'm weird or if the thing I'm doing is unusual. I make a lot of weird noises Mm -hmm. just to reflect how I'm feeling. Just a lot of big, weird, strange from my belly noises. But I also, one of my favorite things about music is the catharsis of it. So all of my playlists pretty much, and you've all, I've sent playlists before. You've all seen my Spotify. If you've trolled through my playlists, you know that they're usually organized by mood or vibe. And it's because sometimes I can't process a feeling on my own. Music is so good for that. And vibrations are so good for that. I also am starting to think, and I'm going to probably get tested. But I also think that I have, like, a very gentle, like, synesthesia response. Oh, absolutely. I do. And yeah. It wouldn't surprise me, Corey. And because I have, I experience frisson really, really extremely. And yep. I have a soundtrack that I go to when I need to cry. And I need to cry hard. And a lot for like two hours. So mm-hmm. I listen to Hades Town from start to finish. Oh. And then I dehydrate myself crying. And it works like a charm every time to the point where I almost don't even have to play it. I can just think of it. <laughs> but the catharsis of sound, what is that thing that they say about musicals? The reason they're songs and musicals is because the feelings are too big for words. Yep. So that's how I or feel. to speak. Yeah, they're too big you to speak. You have to, yeah. You have to sing them. And that's how I feel about music kind of in general mm-hmm. i very rarely am in silence i don't enjoy silence i don't like being there for very long so even when it's quiet i'm listening to white noise or mm-hmm. brown noise or something and i <laughs> i don't know if it's because i'm incapable <laughs> of like existing in silence but I don't enjoy it. And music is a huge, huge help, not just to my magic, but just to my like processing emotions as a human being. Yeah. Because sometimes I need to get hyped or sometimes I need to get furious or sometimes I need to cry or sometimes I need to be like bubblegum and dancing and like it physically changes the weight of the air in the room. It does. Oh yeah, and I'm I'm sure listeners out there, I, I'm you know, yeah. Have you experienced that? We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, yeah. And if it can do that for you, just to help you change your mood, mm-hmm. to focus all of that on your magic, like that same intention, that same intensity, that same tool, yeah, to that very intentional end. Incredible. Yeah, because as it's so cliche, but. Music crosses language barriers mm-hmm. and it it talks directly to our subconscious, even if it's still talking to our, our awake self. Mm-hmm. And since it's talking to that subconscious, which is where we end up going into those alpha states or those altered states to grab onto our magic and work it and shape it, mm-hmm. music just like gets right in there and tells you things that you may not be able to articulate in words, but you can use them in your in your space, in your sacred space, as you're manifesting a spell. That you had talked about breathing vibrations into certain parts of your body, and that's what I do with 
or singing vibrations into it. And we've been doing a couple of things on the podcast, on Instagram and on Patreon about when you breathe in and you feel that tension, let's say you feel the tension in your shoulder, for example, you take a deep breath in, just let's, let's just do it. Take a deep breath in and send that breath to wherever you feel tense. People are like, how do I get it there? Think about your shoulder, touch your shoulder, visualize your shoulder and breathe it in. And then all you have to do is add like a sound if you want to vibrate it. Mm -hmm. And, and it goes deeper than just letting the place expand, which is what the breath is doing. Again, I believe that if you get that vibration, like into the shoulder, like, and it travels down there, you're, you're changing the cells and you're talking to it in a way that it's like, oh, maybe I could, if I move this little strand here and that little strand here, the adhesion will loosen up a little bit and the shoulder opens up. That, you know, it's just, it's, it's magic. <laughs> One of the most powerful gifts we have is attention. Yes. And so to couple attention to a space that is tense or mm-hmm. hurts or needs healing with the tool that is vibration mm-hmm. is incredibly powerful. It is. And I love that you said the thing about crossing language because something I think about a lot is songs where the lyrics oh. do not match the vibe. The, the perfect example of that is a song semi-charmed life mm-hmm. because that song is bleak as fuck yeah it is it is rough and the thing is is that if you don't know the lyrics there's a sort of it's poppy and it's fun and it makes you want to dance and you're singing along and you're not really listening to the lyrics but there's a sort of like like dark nostalgia to that vibe, even though it's very happy yeah. and up. And then you listen to the lyrics and you go, oh, that's why that vibe is there. Is because it is about overdosing and it is about it is about breakups and it is about it is rough. Yeah. And your body knew that before you knew the lyrics. Do you know Mad Mad World? By Tears for Fears? So, yeah. Of course I so do. So that... <laughs> Sad pretty boy rock from the yeah. 80s? Of course I do. So that is upbeat. The original is so upbeat. Oh, yeah. And if you know it only in its slow yeah. music that matches the it's lyrics, that's version. still awesome. But yeah, yeah, the Donnie Darko version. It's beautiful. It is sad as fuck, but yeah, it is beautiful. So yeah. Um... I feel like there was one more thing I wanted mm-hmm. to talk about, and now I can't remember what it oh, was. No. Not your fault. Okay. Completely me. <laughs> Completely me. But I would like to talk about some of my favorite songs. Yes, me too. To do mu- music to? To, to no. do magic to. <laughs> to do magic to. Yeah. I, like I said, I like to organize my stuff by vibe. Mm-hmm. And... For example, rad girly vibes, sad girly vibes, chill smooch vibes. Like I have my my playlists are organized by mood or by purpose. And I am the same way when I am doing magic. If I need something bassy or if I need something angry or if I need something upbeat or whatever, I'll pick a song to do. I don't really do instrumental. It's got to have lyrics because I'm really good at projecting my feelings onto those lyrics. 
And so some of my favorite songs to do music to. Magic to. Magic to. Jesus wept. Thank you for that. <laughs> Guys, you should have heard me the other day. <laughs> On like, I think it was Friday night or Saturday morning. I was just coming out of my depression hole and like feeling like a person again. And it was like nice. And I was, oh, it was Thursday. <laughs> I was talking to my mom and I said the same wrong thing like four times. And I finally had to just stop, like breathe for 10 seconds and start over because I, I was stuck in a stutter and it, <clears throat> I felt completely out of control of my mouth and I hated it. I hate when that happens to me. It happens to me when I'm very tired or if I've been drinking or if I'm <laughs> just like mentally exhausted. Yeah. Anyway, some of my favorite songs right now to do magic to are the new song... Eat Your Young by Hozier, which absolutely fucks. Big God by Florence and the Machine. Arsonist Lullaby by Hozier. Uninvited by Alanis Morissette. Give Us a Little Love by a person named Falula. I like to listen to... I love her. The Huron Beltane Fire song. There's a really fun song. It's a chant, rather, by a group called Incubus Succubus, which I think is fun, called The Witch's Chant. Oh, yeah. I know that song very yeah. well. Yeah, it's very, very fun and good. There's some really deep, bassy goodness in the songs No Witness and Muddy Waters by LP, who I'm in love with. And an upbeat song, The Cult of Dionysus, is very fun. It's by a band called The Orion Experience. And it's all about choosing to live in a way that is joyful and indulgent. La Llorona, as performed by Angela Aguilar. You want it darker by Leonard Cohen, because if you put that on repeat, it doesn't sound like it ends. It's just this deep, bassy goodness. And then some other stuff by The Amazing Devil, and recently the song Run Boy Run by Woodkid. It's got this incredible rapid clap section in the choruses, mm -hmm. and it's it does something to my energy that just gets me hype. Wow. Like, it's really good at raising the yeah. energy, and I don't know why. But those are some of my favorite songs right now to intentionally choose. One of those, Uninvited, is on my list because Alanis Morissette, wow. That no song. wonder. Yeah. Yeah. That song is so, so fucking cool. large. A lot to unpack in every single... It's like Eva Dominguez's Junior's book. That yeah. song <laughs> is so large. Mm -hmm. Ugh. Sorry, it, go ahead. No, it's okay. Her first album, you know, it took her a long time to get to her sophomore album because she was terrified. And I listened to her first album and go, yeah, yeah, I, I, I get why you were scared. And anyway, I like her stuff so very much. She's so good. I... I use Kellyanna's stuff, which I've mentioned a million times, <laughs> and I think it's Sean Carroll makes Make Sacred Space is mm. another one that I use a lot. <laughs> Savage Daughter, mm. I use I See Fire, and I like the Ed Sheeran one or the Dwarf one. I like one? Ed Sheeran's, and I also like the Celtic Ladies. Is that the oh. name of them? Who, yeah. I like the one as sung by the dwarves. I don't think I know that one. From the movie. Because it's from oh, The Hobbit. Oh, from the dwarves. Yeah, I know. Yeah. There's a scene oh, where they it. sing it in front of the fireplace. I'll play it for you when we're done. Oh, yeah. It's really bassy. Oh, 
Yeah. It's like all bass. I'll play it for you. Okay. Cool. I like Fuck You by Lily Allen. <laughs> Fuck you very, very yeah. much. Sarah Bareilles. Let me just go through her entire album <laughs> of the, it, this was the last concert I saw of Fire, Armor, Poetry by Dead Men, Orpheus, that entire album, it, and that's Amidst the Chaos, by the way, everybody, if you don't know which one that is. Closer I Am to Fine by the Indigo Girls, Prince of Darkness by the Indigo Girls, and yeah, here we go, Spice Girls. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. Which one? Stop. Stop right now. Yep. Thank you very much. And Take Me to Church, which I love. Oh, you're going to get to hear that live, uh, if he aren't plays you? <gasps> oh, I hope so. I hope so. I love that one so much. And uh, I really like Toxic by Britney Spears. Yeah. Oh. I didn't know you don't like no, it. I you love hate that, that song. <laughs> Sign of the Times by Prince. Seven by Prince. Anything by Prince. If I'm in the mood, it depends on what it is. <laughs> there are a couple Melissa... Etheridge? Etheridge songs that I really like, especially for Love Magic. Come to my window. I'm the only one. Make sure you're not using it to influence. I was just scream singing that in the car yesterday. (laughs) Which one? I'm the only one. Oh, I fucking love it. Everyone on the waterfront got a concert because I was stuck in traffic and I was just screaming. Because it's such a good Yeah, song. and I could go on and on. I use a ton of music in my practice and a ton of music when I'm casting spells. Not always. And sometimes I do use stuff without lyrics. But sometimes I use songs with the lyrics as spells. One, because I know them and they're memorized. (laughs) And I can sing along to them. And the older I get, y'all, it's harder to memorize. It really is. I'm so glad you said that. Yeah. (laughs) Because I was literally, just before we recorded, telling Detta about a sort of thanking and requesting sort of rhyme that I put together that I want to put to music because I know it'll help me remember it and also I think Hecate would like it mm-hmm. uh, music and smell are like the two things that are most deeply tied to mem- memory lord have mercy <laughs> to memory and remembering things wow so there's two things you can do there's more than two things but the two things you can do to m- memorize stuff <laughs> my god i've infected her to, <laughs> you know what i'm gonna lean in there's a lot of things you can do but two very powerful things you can do to rememberize things and that is putting your body into motion or a stress position like a plank or a lunge or something or like a deep deep warrior two and to put it to a rhythm and tune one of do you do you experience a threshold reset where you walk through a door and forget why you're there Oh, yeah. Okay. All the time. So here's what I'm going to tell you. I'm looking for my glasses. I'm looking for my glasses. I'm looking for my glasses because they are in my room. So when you are singing that as you cross the threshold, you will not forget why the fuck you went into your room. Oh, my God. I can't claim that. I learned that somewhere. But um, that's a beautiful thing about music. So you start to sing it as you go to get your glasses? Yeah. Because a threshold reset's a very real thing. Oh, yeah. I just... Yes. I just talked about it in one of the manifesting spells. Yeah. So you walk into a room and your brain is like, oh, we're in a new room. Let's Mm -hmm. assess for threats. Because your hind brain is always assessing for predators or whatever. Whether it's conscious or not, some of us have anxiety, so it's a little more conscious. But (laughs) if you're like, looking for my planner, 
looking for my planner, looking for my planner to write down this appointment. Like, I like the tune, too. That's We Just Got a Letter from Blue's Clues. Oh, yeah. we I just didn't got know. a letter. We <laughs> just got a letter. We just got a letter. I wonder who it's from. So music has been used to make us memorize stuff. Like yeah. I know the Mountain Dew theme song. I know the Fig Newton theme song. Like I know. I know the Shasta theme so song. So many theme songs yeah. because it's it sticks mm-hmm. like a fucking popcorn kernel in your teeth. But it's good for writing your own spells because if there's a song that you already know the tune yeah. to, like. I'm going to say Twinkle Twinkle because my brain shorted out and I can't think of a single other fucking song. But you're, you want to write a thing and remember it forever. Put it to a tune you already know and then it'll stick with you. Yeah. And it'll be easier to recall. Remembering things with music. Yeah. So good. And I hope that, I know that that's not what this episode's about, but I hope that threshold reset trick helps somebody. Uh, it's going to help me. I know it. Because I, I, whenever I don't do it, it's a disaster. Whenever I remember to do it, it's like, oh, I'm the most brilliant human alive. But gosh, I wish I knew where I could get all of those songs that you like so much. Gee, I might have a playlist that you can go to that I'll put in the show notes. Let's go to some <laughs> of our sparks. Let's do it. Corey, what's your spark? I feel like this is going to be a real surprise for everybody. But it's a playlist. That I made. It is 22 songs. It is an hour and 30 minutes. I reserve the right to add or remove things from it or to it. But it is available for you to listen to and get inspired and maybe find some new songs you hadn't heard before. And it is called Magic Music Vibes. (laughs) I love it. I will share that. It is public and it's not collaborative though, so you can't add or anything to it. But it is... It is a distillation of one of my other playlists, which I call my witchy faves playlist, that I I pulled all of the like specifically ritual, specifically practice songs from. Oh, that's so great. Yeah. Oh wow. Wow. I I also have a spark. It's also a playlist. <laughs> and mine is not nearly as creatively named. Mine is mine is called Bonfire Babble music episode that is playlist. Love that. <laughs> I love that. It's clear. And I, I need to make it public because I'm not finished adding to it yet. Mm. And as soon as I do finish, all the ones that I just mentioned are on there. Heck yeah. And then some. So it'll probably be really, really long. And if you want to, you know, narrow it down once you listen to it, there's some practical magic stuff on there too that I didn't mention. I and Crystal Stevie Nicks. Such a good song. Oh gosh, so good. And Nowhere and Everywhere. So such an amazing meditative song. I d- yeah, there's there's lots of them, and there's some stuff from Coda on there as well. I love that. Yeah, this was fun. Yeah. Thank I you. I enjoyed this episode. This was very fun. I love talking music with you. Yeah, and magic. Yeah, and uh, in case you don't know, you. <laughs> you got the magic in you. Yeah, I'm sorry, but uh, <laughs> uh, I just thought of another song. What? We got the power by the gorillas. I. Oh, is that? We, we got, got the, the power oh, to no. be loving each other Ooh. no matter what happens. Oh, I like that. We got the power to do that. I have to go to Olivia Newton John's just for a quick, quick moment. Mm. You have to believe you are magic. Yeah. Don't ever. Okay. There's so many. And just because. Dada does this to me all the time. What? Dada's an incredible vocalist. Oh, whatever. So it's so really are you. fun to listen to her sing. <laughs> it's really fun to listen to I am to you retaliating. 
This is a retaliatory, aggressive, weaponized compliment. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fine. I'll take it as such that. Good. But yeah, that's, that's, I, yeah, I just. Did I interrupt you? No. You were about to say one more thing. Oh, no. okay. Okay. Because right. I remember I couldn't remember what it was. Oh, no. And that's oh, what no. got me kicked off on the threshold reset. Because <sighs> my brain turned off. Threshold, threshold. <sighs> All right, everybody. Yeah. Till next time. Be well. Act with intention. And don't forget. You are magic. We got the power to be loving each other. No matter what happens. All right, Cody, you're gonna sing. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Please, if you are so inclined, follow us on our socials, which is Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Bonfire Babble Podcast. You can also follow us or join us on Patreon at Bonfire Babble Witches on Patreon and our website at bonfirebabble.com. You can also join our community on Discord by clicking the link in our link tree. If you're into snail mail, you can send us that at P.O. Box 16341, Seattle, Washington, 98116. And if you want to do that electronic thing, we're at bonfirebabblepodcast at gmail.com. Please also, if you have a moment, leave us a rating or a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen. It helps us out. It also helps other people find us. Yeah, and if you do it on Apple where you can actually write something, we will shout you out your name. Thank you again for listening. Bonfire Babble Podcast recognizes that we live and record on the traditional lands of the Duwamish tribe. We honor their past and present stewardship of the beautiful land and the life-giving energy they provide. To learn more about the tribe, go to realrentduwamish.org.